Recorded live. Hi. Welcome to the Reinvigorated to Script Guys podcast. This is the next in the series. This is episode 20, Seven Ways Writers Destroy Their Work. Two Script Guys is done live every Sunday at 1 o'clock Pacific time here on TalkShoot. This is just a reinvigoration of it. So anticipate us every Sunday from now on. Please join the conversation, and you can contact Two Script Guys at 626-548-8319 or email us at 2-T-W-O-ScriptGuys at gmail.com. And you can certainly join us here at um, TalkShoe at 724-444-7444, and the caller ID is 110096. So you can... Like Two Script Guys on Facebook and follow on Google Plus as John Blovett. Two Script Guys can also be found on YouTube as a mostly weekly video. We'll have a new one up here uh, today or tomorrow. Um, This podcast is a live podcast, and you can ask our screenwriting and uh, storytelling questions here for an interactive response. So sit back and enjoy. And if you have any questions, please feel free to dial in and ask your questions. So, there we go. Now, um, so, let's start. Seven ways writers destroy their work. One of the the ways and, 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 and the things that I've found writers always tell me is, but this happened in real life. And so, yeah, things happen in real life, but fiction is not real life. It's a representation of real life. In other words, everything has to feed into the story. So, yes, the thing happened in real life, but you as a writer have to come up with a way of presenting those things in a manner of which the viewer would want or the or the reader would want to see it. Um, truth is always stranger than fiction. So don't worry about so-called reality. If, re- if all the writers did that, we'd soon run out of stuff to write about, right? So develop your stories around the truth. And if you have to, alter the truth a little bit to uh, tell your story effectively. So, what's what's one of the next things that happens? But this is what my Uncle Joe and the woman down the road and I am like. I mean, they're exactly like that. Well, here's the thing. Nobody really cares about how accurate your characters are. They care about how those characters fit into the story. So it might be that your great-grandmother was a spy for the French resistance who was also a double agent for the Nazis and a housewife and a mother for, but if it can't work out that the protagonist, uh, on what the protagonist is based on your great-grandmother wants, the Allies to win, the Nazis to triumph, is there dinner on the table, and so forth, then we as the reader or the viewer quickly lose interest because your journey, your character's journey turns out to be all over the place. So you need to pick a central theme and fit those characters' actions into this central theme. 
And the truth of the matter is, um, everybody is interesting, and they all have their own life stories to tell. Uh, but you as a writer are responsible for making those uh, characteristics interesting to the story as a whole. So many of I'm going to take off on a little tangent here. One of the things that I've dealt with as a reader, as a studio reader, and uh, is that I, I hear people bringing scripts to these various conventions or presenting to the studios that is all about them, their life story. How interesting is it? And the truth of the matter is nobody cares. Yes, it was interesting to you. It wasn't, it's not going to be interesting to anybody else unless you write an effective story that engages us as readers or viewers. There have been people who have done that very effectively. Uh, there have been other movies and books that we've read that we kind of wonder where the main characters are going with the story. So, all right. The third thing is um, somebody writing a story, you as the reader or an editor or someone comes in and saying um, that, you know, you need to edit this, you need to tighten up this dialogue, you need to do this, and the person responds with, well, I'm worried about my artistic integrity. The truth of it is they're scared. They're scared of what? Well, they're scared that by editing their work, um, their spiritual pain in the story, I guess, will not be shown to everybody. So that's not true. Be very careful when you write your story that, that you become so emotionally connected to it that you can't have anybody edited it. And the problem is that if you have people editing your story, they're going to take things to the story that you as the writer, um, yeah, you want them in the story, but does it make sense for the story? Is it true for the characters? And if none of that is true, then you need to reassess your artistic integrity and start editing uh, your work. And besides that, we as writers tell lies for a living. We do. You just kind of change the line. All right, the next one is um, I've had, uh, when I've done my work with uh, writers, young writers, and uh, work with them on um, their stories, they come to me and they'll say, well, heart and passion are my two top ingredients for my writing. Well, good for you. But tell me, what goes into this, the writing of your novels and screenplay? that doesn't have heart and passion. 
Um, everybody who writes feels a burning desire to write. You should. If you're writing for the money, you ain't going to make it. You're trying to beat the, uh, the bow wave on stories and try to write for the marketplace, it's not going to work for you. It's not going to impress people in the industry. They've heard it a gazillion times. And half the battle is differentiating yourself from the swaths of other writers out there and knowing what you're talking about. So just as a general expression, that's really great, but uh, we've all been there. The fifth one is the marketplace is the top consideration for my my writing. So if you're trying to write for the bow wave, if you're trying to write for the market, it's not going to work. You're going to end up being behind the bow wave. So in other words, if you're trying to write the next Insidious or you're trying to write the next Star Wars, you're trying to write the next Terminator, it, it's not going to work. Two reasons. One, all those are copyrighted ideas, and all you're going to do is write a, a poor second to films, which may be a poor first to begin with, um, but it's just not the way to write. You should write where your passion is. Don't write toward the marketplace. Write to your passion. Now, there are, there are writers for hire who will write about whatever the market will bear. However, those are writers for hire, and they're writing based on a production company wanting to do a specific thing. If that's what you want to do, it can be fairly lucrative. There are some caveats to that namely that you get associated with a single production company. If it goes out of business, your name is associated with that production company. Um, but it can be a lucrative kind of thing. But you're not, then you're, you end up really writing um, for the market. You know, and the point is that I'm not, I'm not trying to judge anybody and their writing and their writing styles. I mean, we all have mortgages to pay. So, but the truth of that is that if you're going to work as a hack for a production company, then you still need to have written something pretty brilliant to begin with that has nothing to do with what they're marketing. So you should write, again, write where your passion is. The last one, and as a script coach, I've come across people who've done this. They have that script, that one script, and if it doesn't sell to that production company, in other words, if if, if um, Playtone, uh, which is Tom Hanks, if Playtone doesn't buy my script, I'm going to quit writing. Or you put a time limit on your endeavors. So in other words, you give yourself three years. If I haven't sold the ultimate script in three years, it's, I'm going to quit. We all fail. We all fail sometimes very seriously. Um, but instead of thinking, why should I succeed, why wouldn't I succeed? 
if you are writing what your passion is, you're writing well, you will be recognized no matter what. If you are writing um, if you are writing uh, your stories in a way that um, that is conducive to the reader, you're going to get read. Now, that doesn't mean that that script is going to sell to that production company. Maybe they already have something else, something else in, the, in, in, the, in the production line, on and so forth. Maybe your ultimate science fiction thing isn't going to get sold to Spielberg, but it ends up being sold as an option to this company over here. You still got it sold. You need to you need to keep to the path. You need to keep working hard. You keep you need to keep learning your craft. Now, in real life, you quit your job. You're going to go work in Hollywood, and you're going to write scripts. Now, if, true to life, if you say to yourself, I'm, "I have money saved to do this for two years, and then I've got to get a real job," then yeah, I mean that's that's an honest thing, and you have to make those assessments. But don't stray from the path. Keep writing. And eventually, people will recognize your work. Now, the, other, the last thing is the comments from people about, I'm the one who wrote it. Yeah, I know that you're the one that wrote it. But that doesn't make you special. Unfortunately, um, some writers get the attitude that I wrote this great screenplay. Look at me, look at me. Well, you're a writer amongst tens of thousands of other writers. You should understand that there are a lot of people involved in that script. Once you let it out of your hands, and it goes to a studio or it goes to an agency. There will be a reader. There could be later a, a pitch meeting with a producer or, for that matter, a publisher. And they may reject it. And some writers get in the mode of they don't understand. It's, it's, if they just had read it, they would appreciate my genius because it's – this is a truly unique voice that I have. Well, if people reject your work, look at why they rejected it. Did you have spelling errors and formatting errors in your screenplay? Well, if you did, you better correct them. And you should have corrected them before you sent them in. If the story is very similar, if you've written another Transformers movie and you called it something else and you changed the characters, but it's a Transformers movie, and they reject it, well, yeah, why? Because it's very same to everything else that's been marketed. What I'm saying to you as a writer is that you need to be humble. You need to realize there are other people involved in this process. Are they going to entirely recognize your genius? They may recognize the fact that you wrote well, but if as a reader, 
I see three spelling errors on within the first 10 pages I do not recommend on the screenplay. That's who I am as a reader. If you, as a writer, don't correct your spelling or use incorrect formatting or um, don't um, do the things that you have to do as a writer, I'm going to, I, as a reader, I would say not recommend. As a coach, I'm going to can tell you to go reconsider your screenplay. Here's some problems with it that you need to consider changing. And if the attitude that I get back as a coach is that I'm the one that wrote it, you're just not appreciating my genius, I would say thank you, and you need to go find somebody else to help you. So look at your screenplay. Is it, if it's not succeeding, why isn't it succeeding? Is it not succeeding because it's very similar to things that are being currently being submitted? Is it not succeeding because you had spelling errors and grammar errors and um, all kinds of other errors within the screenplay? Um, you know, and the other part about it is if you get your screenplay through the readers and you have that pitch meeting, do you act like this is your screenplay and nobody can change the word of it? Well, producer is pretty much going to say, thank you very much, have a nice day, and don't let the door hit you on the way out. You need to become humble. You need to kind of work with the people who are reading your script and understand that they have opinions too. And some of them aren't quite opinions. If you have a reader that's telling you you've got misspelled words, your formatting's wrong, you better take a look, another look at that script. You better correct all that before you ever send it back in at somebody. So that takes us to the end of the seven things that can destroy your work, um, both as a screenwriter and as a novelist. And I suppose it works for the other arts as well. If you're a sculptor and you're making art that is similar to somebody else's or this style or what have you, and not really having a unique voice, um, uh, it, it, that comes across. If you're um, building things that, if you're painting, let's say, pictures that are very same as everybody else, that appears as well. So again, have a unique voice right from the heart and um, don't use the marketplace to uh, judge how you're going to write your uh, screenplays. So I appreciate you listening to all that. Um, so again, um, the dial-in number is 724-444-7444, and the call ID number is 110096. And we will be here every Sunday at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific time, to discuss um, um, writing and creativity and screenwriting and all of those things. 
So, having said all that, um, there are a few events happening here in the Pacific Northwest that I think you should perhaps be aware of. Uh, the first one is on um, I'm sorry, I'm looking for something right at the moment. But we are going to have an event called um, RustyCon here uh, on January the 15th through the 17th at the Hilton Hotel here by the uh, SeaTac Airport. Um, and um, there's going to be a lot of panels. Um, a lot of good authors are going to be on the panels. And uh, you should, uh, if you live up here in the Pacific Northwest, you should join us. Um, for RustyCon. There's going to be another, uh, this is, RustyCon is a science fiction convention with a lot of emphasis on writing. There's also a writing, writer's convention that is coming up uh, called uh, Fullscap uh, that is um, going to also be here in the end of January. Fullscap is, uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. It'll be at the end, uh, it'll be at the beginning of February, February 5th through 7th here in Seattle. Also, I think at the Hilton. And I will be teaching a workshop on screenwriting. So registration is already open for Fullscap. It can be found online at Fullscap, F-O-O-L-S-C-A-P.org. And you can register, and then the uh, workshops come with the registration. Um, and I will, and I am also teaching two screenwriting classes at Bellevue College. That's Bellevue. Uh, uh, here in uh, Washington, it's called the East Side. Um, I'll be teaching beginning screenwriting class and intermediate screenwriting class. So if you're interested, you can go on to uh, Bellevue College. The Bellevue College. But it's the extension course. So you want to go to uh, Bellevue. Um, you want to go to um, the Bellevue College Continuing Education site and find uh, beginning or intermediate screenwriting. And uh, I'll post that in the show notes so that you can uh, read it. So uh, that's about it for this week. So just keep aware that we'll be here every week and we will um, uh, discuss writing, creativity, screenwriting, and you're most welcome to leave questions uh, at uh, two script guys, TWO, uh, script guys at gmail.com or call us at 626-548-8319 and leave a message. This is a live broadcast and so you can ask your screenwriting and storytelling questions here for an interactive response. So it's great being with you today and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. That um, yes, that'll be the 3rd of January, followed by the 10th, and so forth. So 
Hope to see you every time. And don't forget to go onto my YouTube site at Two Script Guys and uh, watch the videos. Uh, you can also leave questions there. If you have questions about screen reading, you can always leave them there. So thank you all for uh, listening in. And um, oh, you can find Two Script Guys, I just found out, at um, uh, iTunes. So you can go into podcasts, Two Script Guys, iTunes, and you can download all the old uh, uh, podcasts. So, anyway, thank you all, and uh, see you next Sunday.